BeastNet podcast, sponsored in part by James Safety Services, OCR Buddy, and supported by the fitness community. Here we discuss all things fitness-related, running, rucking, mental health and preparedness, and of course, obstacle course racing. Welcome to the BeastNet. Well, today Pretty Mike got a little sidetracked because he was having just such a great conversation with the guest. He forgot to introduce the show. So, today on BeastNet, we have Coach Beast Elise. Well, next weekend is uh, the, the it, assault. It and, is, uh, that's true. I'm going to be down doing obstacles and all that kind of stuff. So, I would really like it. This is one of those coaching moments where it's like we're going to taper going into an event. Um, and so, this week, I would like for you to still, of course, run for what feels good mentally. But I, I need you to kind of rein it in a little bit. No. That way you are um, able to physically enjoy that event on I've Saturday. Been, I've been trying to not run as much mileage during the week. Yeah. It's been like my weekends. So, yeah. I mean, I'm at 28 miles for the month. Right. So, my goal is to 100. I, I don't want to set anything higher than 100. No. Because I did do the like 175 or something like that in June. And that yeah. was just – that was pushing. And I think the, what, that was the month that I also did. I think I did three half marathons basically in a row. To uh-huh. basically finish it when you're looking at me going, what are you uh-huh. doing? I'm like, yeah, I set this goal and I want to get aneurysm. it. Yeah. So. It was one of those moments where I was like, okay, you know what? As as somebody's coach, like you only have so much say. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and so I will be here for you no matter what. <laughs> um, and we'll and I, navigate whatever we yeah. need to. And you, know? you did tell me afterwards, you're like, I know you, I know what you're going to, I know you're going to do it. So just do it and then we will talk about rest. Uh-huh. We the, need the to talk about rest. We need to talk about this rest. <laughs> you're like, I already signed up for it, Elise. I was like, no, okay, I know you're just going to do it. So I'm just talking until I'm Well, it wasn't really that I signed up. It was just that I, I told myself I would do 175 yeah. in a month. And it was just like, and that was, and I just did not plan mm-hmm. correctly. And I left, I left like 40 miles in the last three days. And you were pissed. And I was pissed at yeah, myself. You for were doing like, it. I'm like, this oh, is awful. This like, is awful. This is, and I like to run and that was awful. Like that last day, it was one of those. I literally, cause I was, I was teaching in Seattle mm-hmm. and I was going to go do the Lake Union twice, mm-hmm. just do the loop. And I ended up getting lost somehow while I was running and ended up in Ballard. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> and I'm, I'm <laughs> I got lost running. in Seattle when I moved there. Well, you remember when I lived in Green yep. Lake? So I, I moved in and I got off work early one day and I was like, I'm going to go for a run. So I took off and I ended up at the frickin' university uh, stadium oh, from nice. Green Lake. I was like, how did I even get – I thought I was just running through like Ravenna Park. Yeah. And I ended up – I came out and I was like, why is there a max st- – where the heck am I? Oh, my God. Yeah, anybody who knows me knows that I have no sense of directionality. No. Like, those and adventure you, races, I would die. I'd be the one that's dead in the woods. Yeah. He'd be sending out a freaking search party for me. Usually, I'm good with direction, but that time, it just happened to be, I'm like, I kept thinking that there was a bridge closer than there was, and I'm like, oh, I won't use this bridge. I'll just go to the one, you know, there's another one, like, a half mile down. I'll go to that mm-hmm. one. No, it's, like, four miles down. <laughs> like a half mile down yeah so, and I when you're driving in your car yeah. it seems like that <laughs> and then i was like i was right next to the fremont troll so i'm like ah, i might as well run up the hill i gotta the take fremont a picture and get a picture did you get troll. a picture yeah can you send it to me oh yeah i've got a few of them. yeah well I the one the from this troll. most recent adventure though i'd like to tell yeah. this story yeah and then i took a picture with the troll and then ran back down i'm like well i might as well finish my jaunt around the, <laughs> the lake so i ended up and that's how i ended up with like the 12 miles and it was like and i ended up with 12 miles that final day to get you know 175 in a month and i'm yeah. like yeah that's and i remember we were talking afterwards i'm like yeah i think next month's 100 um, yeah. just 100 miles is enough and like this last month i mean 
I hit the hundred, but it was, you know, it was the last day. Yeah. I mean, it was like a hundred point eight, like the last two months. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, but it's also been like that last day was like a five mile run. Yeah. So it wasn't, yeah. you know, putting myself out there where I'm doing 12 miles. Just well, it's hard because when you're pushing it to the end of the month like that, then you have to account for some recovery time. So that first week of the month, you're getting super low mileage. Yep. So you're really bulking up your mileage in the beginning or the middle and the end of the month. Whereas if you were to be a little bit more strategic about it potentially and like front load your mileage in that second week of the month and like hit it kind of hard, then you could do like a moderate load the third week and then taper off into it the last week so that you could hit like one last good run at the end of the month and then recover for a full week again. Yeah. And that's, I'm at like, like I said, 28 or something right now. Yeah. And we're almost halfway through the month. So I got to, I got to up a little bit, but I mean, it's not going to be. If 100 uh, is still your goal. It's kind of my goal, but I mean, it's one of those that I'm, I don't know, I'd like to, but I'm kind of getting to that point where I'm, I'm 100 still a push. And I don't want you to get to a point where you feel worn out enough to finally do it. Does that make sense? No. Like you really don't want to push yourself to that point because then it's going to be, it's, it could be that one last push that makes or breaks it where you're then rehabbing until february from an injury yeah and that's it i don't want to injure so and that's something that we talk about a lot and i think is is sort of a trial by fire type thing for you just because of your mentality on it and so um you know offering that advice and education is everything that i can do and it's it's up to you to sort of experience it yeah um and i've been doing because a friend of mine got me on it with the the run streaks so i do at least a mile a day but it's one of those a lot of the time and that's part of the reason like last month and stuff where i've kind of had it up a little bit towards the end Mm -hmm. is because there's a lot of times i just do that mile yeah i'll just get up and i'll go i've figured exactly from my house out down the street and back what is exactly a mile Mm -hmm. and i will go run that some nights just you know especially when we're still moving and Mm -hmm. everything else and that just became my thing and it's like sometimes that's that's enough because then it became a goal for me to see how quickly i can get that mile and i think i I worked on my speed i think that the run streaks are really valuable for you because it's the thing that keeps you focused on keeping going um you have really great intention and and what i mean by that is that you know every day you wake up with the intention to keep making those decisions right and you are and you've said this to me before is that you're the type of person you feel like if you stop you're not going to start again and so i think that you know we're where we need to be right now and that once you are able to, you know, get the garage where you want it to be so that you can lift, um, that balancing out the intensity of running versus lifting, you'll still get that feeling of like, I'm still doing it yeah. um, without it being as much impact. So you'll be able to strengthen. So um, we're kind of in limbo with with the intensity for certain things you're doing right now. Yeah, yeah um, and that's been one of those things. Hopefully they're, they're, this time they'll get the shed correctly and it'll be here soon. But, yeah, that's the goal. You know, yeah, so it was one of those. And like I said, the one run, it's got my speed up. Like, you know, before, I mean, a 10-minute mile, I would never even thought I was going to hit that again. Right, right. And, and you're mean, well on your way to it. I, I think my well best actually was like 9.50. Yeah. was when I'm just doing a one mile. Just go out and run and come back. Which I know to some people, they're like, well, that's not very bad. For me, that is. That, so that's what I would love quick. to do is do like a trial mile day. Like where we go to the track and we actually like push it. And I'd like to film it. You know what I mean? Like let's do it as a as a thing. No. Let's make a big freaking deal of it and yeah. let's test our miles. We could do that. I hate running, but I'll do it yeah. for you. I hate running too. I was like, you don't I know, hate running. I know, but <laughs> I used to. And that's the thing that's funny is like yeah. most people who know me that like when I was a kid, literally I played baseball because mm-hmm. I only had to run 90 feet. <laughs> I like baseball too. 
you know, and it was like soccer. I was like, you should play soccer. I'm like, you want me to run around a field for an hour? Yeah. Yeah, shut up. Jeff was a soccer player. Yeah. And like, I, no I think soccer. that's why he looks as good as he does still. <laughs> I'm like, Love baseball, <laughs> like 90 feet at a time. If yeah. I had to run more than 90, it's because yeah. I hit a double. Yeah. My favorite thing was to hit a home run. And you're like, oh, then I shit. Why'd I have to hit that double? <laughs> yeah, if I hit a home run, I could just jog around the bases, yeah. you know. It's just, you know, I did not like to run. I mean, I was a shortstop. I took you know 10 feet to either mm-hmm. side that was pretty much it so i want to clarify by saying too i don't enjoy running myself yes. but i enjoy that other people enjoy yes. running yeah. and i will support you 100 percent on that and well, i will it. i will gladly watch and cheer you on <laughs> well i think that's it it's one of those things i think that's what makes you a good coach is the fact that you know you don't technically really prefer to run no but you know i do no so i literally like, do not prefer yeah. to run so you, i will run if i'm being chased <laughs> yep. you don't have to even try to trot around it it's okay yeah. but it's <laughs> I one promise. of those that you know you but you still understand that that's big to my oh yeah my my well because i understand so. how it makes you feel yeah. and i understand what you're getting out of it and it's the same thing that i get out of when i lift a heavy barbell yeah. um or when i do a workout like i mean it's funny because i'll probably do the equivalent of running and i just won't admit it yeah. you know like we'll have running in a workout and i'm like oh okay whatever but I'm focused on the other stuff we're doing. And so the next thing I know, I've run three miles and I haven't even really realized it because that wasn't the part I was focused on. But I understand the way that it makes you feel and I respect the crap out of that. And that's why I like doing what I do as a coach because it's not up to me to determine what you want to do. I want I want to help you find the passion in what you want to yeah. do. And if that's lifting, if it's running, if it's cycling, if it's throwing – if it's power, like whatever your sport is, I just want to help you enjoy that. And then I want, and I, I think that it's important because I have a, a, a wide variety of sports understanding. And so being able to help people train for their specific sports if they want to is really valuable as well. Cause then you're not like, oh, well, oh, yeah. you know, I'm just one of many coaches. Of course, I'm not, you know, like a specialized baseball coach or something like that. You know what I mean? But like, the but average person the I'm working with isn't necessarily a pro athlete. No. And you understand the movements that go along with that. Yeah. So it's yeah. one of those that, you know, you, a specialty baseball coach, most time when I was t- taking sports and stuff, you didn't have a coach that pretty much taught you your technique in baseball. I mean, when I was coaching, I didn't teach fitness. I taught technique. Yeah. You know, and that's it. You always had separate. There was always, you had your fitness mm-hmm. and your strength coach, mm-hmm. and then you had your technique coach. Mm-hmm. They, they usually weren't the same person. Yeah. It was usually, you know, people that were specialized in each one. And I mean, you specialize in fitness and strength, and, yeah. you know, stuff like I f- that. I specialize in beginners and those who have tried multiple modalities and feel like they've failed. Yeah. Might not have failed everything, but are at the end of their rope and they feel like they couldn't possibly try another thing. I have identified and accepted the fact that those are the people that I enjoy working with the most. Mm-hmm. People who are like, I've tried everything and nothing's working. Okay, well, we're going to figure this out for you. Well, and I think part of what it is, it's one of those things like I've got them. I've gotten, you know, some of the, you know, cookie cutter, you know, yeah. workouts that you could buy online that everyone's like, oh my God, this thing works so well. Mm-hmm. And I have friends that like lost massive weight. Yeah. And it's- huge like you know strength and did amazing on some of those but they never worked for me because there's always something like you know when i first started doing one of them there was a lot of jumping and a lot of bouncing Mm -hmm. around and i'm like well my knees have been fucked since i was in high school right 
and my foot's messed up now, so you want me to hop and jump all over the place? By the time I finished their half an hour workout, it was pretty much I needed an ice bath to just dip my legs in because yeah. they hurt so bad. Not worth it. So it didn't work for me. So mm-hmm. and I think that's where a lot of people are like, oh, I give up. I've tried everything. It's not going to work. No, you've tried the cookie cutter workouts. You've tried, you know, a lot of the ones, I mean, not to sound bad. I mean, there's some that are great, some yeah. that aren't. But yeah. There's a lot of value in that. I mean, I've done them. That's how I got started was doing Beachbody. I will never discredit how much I gained from Beachbody. Um, It taught me how to be dedicated and how to keep pressing play. Like that was the goal was just just press play and just get through it. And I modified the crap out of that stuff when I first started. Yeah, because that's when I did Insanity and I had to modify the crap out of it. But it was just one of those after a while. I was modifying it so much. I'm like, I'm not even Mm -hmm. doing the workout. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and it was, that was my issue. And then I've tried the ones too where you go to the gym and you get those. Some of them, once again, some are great. Other ones, they're just there to make a paycheck and they're there to push oh like personal trainer yeah personal trainers at the gym and some of them like i said i've had some that were great that i've talked to and then other ones that were just pushing me to do their plan yeah yeah and i'm like i don't want to do your plan i want to do what works for me i Mm -hmm. don't want to be i don't want to be arnold schwarzenegger big Mm -hmm. i want to be strong and healthy but i mean you know i don't want to be i want to have functional strength if that makes sense. Oh, it, that 100. Well, that's my thing. Yeah, that's yours my jam. is functional strength. Functional fitness. A lot of times sure. you look at, you know, like, you know, and a lot of people are like, well, what do you mean, Arnold? Arnold wasn't functional strength. No. Arnold was. That was aesthetic. Yeah. That You're was sacrificing del- long term health yes. and longevity. I mean, like, literally, that's what we're taught in PT, yeah. in uh, personal training, like NASM and ACE. Even in precision nutrition, which is the one I'm doing right now, like, we're taught bodybuilding is not a longevity sport. No. That is purely a sport specific modality. Like, you are doing that just for the aesthetics and you're sacrificing your long-term health most most pro bodybuilders and and power builders or whatever um yeah bodybuilders are um like figure competitions they're sacrificing long-term health to get to that goal yeah yeah Yeah. i mean most pro athletes honestly are yeah and that's that's not i want you know like i said i want functional strength and i've had a few and then a couple of ones i've talked to you could be ripped like i'm like i don't want to be big and burly and crazy like that i want to be I, you know, I mean, not to sound bad, when I was younger, we called them the meatheads. Yeah. You know. Oh, I'm a total meathead right now. Yeah. But but, I mean, but that's the difference. So my idea of a meathead was the Arnold type. Yeah. Yeah. Not, you know, the CrossFit type where yeah. it's like, like I said, yours is functional. Yeah. It's functional strength. I can go out and do a Spartan race with the strength that you, you teach me. Yeah. If I was to do bodybuilding, that's why, I mean, you know, I've seen people that I've been friends with that are suddenly into bodybuilding that aren't doing races anymore because mm-hmm. it doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah what the, the bodybuilding yeah because the strength they have from bodybuilding doesn't work on the mm-hmm. course you can and have big functional. muscles that look nice and they're not functional yeah it's not a functional yeah. that's i want the functional health mm-hmm. and strength i think so. it's really important too to to realize like i think the reason that i love crossfit and strength training and and, and functional fitness so much is the fact that like I go in there, I do it mostly because it makes my body feel good, not necessarily because it looks good. That is just a really awesome side effect of consistency. (laughs) And I always joke, I'm like, man, I'm just out here trying to get jacked AF. Like, I just want to get jacked. Like, I want to get, I want to, the best thing that I could ever do is be like, just go dark for like six months and just work my ass off and come out the other side and be like, boom, what's up? (laughs) Yeah, I'll be honest. Not to sound, but that's kind of what I wanted to do with this. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. at this point, I do so much of the podcast and yes. everything else. And Don was taking pictures and stuff like that. Yeah. There was quite a bit of time there where I wasn't – there wasn't many pictures of me yes. on Facebook. Yes. And then all of a sudden, Don like did a video or something of when we did one of the mm-hmm. battle miles. You know, and I was doing – I think – what was it? I think the one of the – where I had to wear a mask and freaking a vest. Yeah. And I took the – I had the vest on and had it like 
cinched all the way down because it's too big for me mm-hmm. now. And someone, a couple of my friends saw the video and they're like, dude, what happened to you? What happened? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I've lost a little bit of weight. And then so, all of a sudden I started seeing people. One of my and bosses. And they're wondering, they're like, uh, what, what? Is that, what? My old boss that I saw, you know, haven't seen since like February. He's like, if I hadn't followed you on Facebook, I think you had cancer. <laughs> right. <laughs> like something so happened. so fast. Yeah. And then that's one of the things I've tried to tell people too. It's like, don't compare yourself to me. No. I got lucky. Everything. It was the perfect storm. Yeah. Everything hit just right to drop what I did yeah. in what? Seven months? Because mm-hmm. that's – it can – what you've accomplished in seven months, it can take people years to yeah. accomplish. What I've done in seven months is not normal. I've had a lot of people that have told me they're like, you're dropping too fast. Yeah. And I'm like, no. If I wasn't doing this healthy, I would agree. Yeah. But I did do it healthy. I've been eating right. I've been making sure I eat. I'm not starving myself. Mm-hmm. I'm keeping myself, you know, healthy eating. I'm exercising. But this do you isn't know, normal. Do you know what your average weekly – drop has been uh, if not we weekly, can figure it out later i mean i could figure it out later i mean i know monthly it's been over 10 pounds a month 10 pounds a month so then it's your yeah okay yeah because i mean it's been february Three february to five march april week, may then, huh? june july august Depending. september yeah we're about eight months yeah and i've dropped almost 90 pounds yeah so over so i pounds. mean like from a weight loss perspective a lot of the times like medically we'll talk about um 10 pounds per month is like a threshold that you don't necessarily want to break past mm-hmm. unless you're in a specific category, which is people who are like severely overweight. Yeah, which I, I was. Um, you are in a very special place with this because you have an opportunity to accomplish what's called newbie gains, which is like you are losing fat you have the potential to be able to lose fat and gain muscle at the same time whereas someone like me who's been training for years has to specifically bulk to gain muscle and then cut to lose fat yeah. um, i would not be able to gain muscle mass and lose fat very easily just because of my training years whereas with you when you start strength training it's going to be very interesting to see and you have the wonderful foundational base of weight watchers now having given you some clarity on your nutrition and i'm really looking forward to hopefully transitioning you into coaching with me on that because as you get stronger your uh calories and your macro ratios are going to have to change um to accommodate that yeah and i'm really and excited about that step that for is, you yeah that step's going to be and I know that one's coming. I mean, it's one of those it's, things that, you know. I'm super stoked. Weight Watchers was just getting on to, you know, eating healthy. And it's one of the things me and you have talked about repeatedly. Even when I was lifting, even when I was running, even when I was trying to get healthy, going mm-hmm. to the gym. Mm-hmm. But eating garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like they say, garbage in, garbage out. Oh, yeah. I mean, 100%. You know, eating garbage, I wasn't doing anything. No. When all of a sudden, February, what changed was Amber was on Weight Watchers. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey. Do you want to do this with me? Because it's easier if both of us are on it. Because then, you know, because when she first started, she's on Weight Watchers. And I'm like, hey, let's stop at Jack in the yeah, Box. Yeah, yeah. You know? so and she's really, like, um. She's like, hello. On, There's like one here. thing on that menu I can eat. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So it was, once I started doing that with her, it changed, you know. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, everything changed. And that's when the weight loss really started was mm-hmm. all of a sudden when I changed the diet. 
And then I started running a little bit more, but I still wasn't running a whole lot at the diet. I lost probably 15, 20 pounds and then really started running. Yeah. Because once I dropped the weight, then it like, it you was feel easier better? to run. I felt better. Yeah. So it's, it's the diet. And that's one thing like you've told me for years when I kept saying, well, I'm, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. She's, you're looking to go, but your diet, diet sucks. Yeah. You know, you're eating like crap. You're drinking way too much. I mean, my alcohol intake was, like I said, a half gallon of rum or whiskey would yeah. last me two weeks. And you, you were know? one of the people that helped me realize the, um, the necessity of me investing in becoming a nutrition coach as well. Yeah. Because you and several of my other Which have clients, you gotten there? have you gotten the, this? I, I will be done by Thanksgiving. That is my okay. goal. I'm already into. There's I know three we've modules. talked about it before. Yes, so. I'm. I'm doing it. I'm studying every single day. It's just because I've already told you I want to be one of your first clients yeah. on that. So yeah. So um, you and several of my other clients actually are. I mean, you really shined a light on how valuable that is because I would see all of these nutritional deficiencies, and I knew that I could help, but I didn't feel comfortable actually helping until I was certified because I have that much, you know, ethics Mm -hmm. in my business. It's very, very important that as a trainer, and this, this harkens back a little bit to what you said about like, I don't want to just go in the gym and be put through the workout of my life by this freaking trainer who doesn't give a shit about what my goals are. There is such a low barrier to entry for coaching. And I will be the first to admit, like, I don't have as many certifications as I would like to have, and I'm continuing to work on them. Um, I obviously have my CrossFit certification. Um, I am like a quarter inch away from finishing my ACE certification and then I'm finishing my precision nutrition as well. And it's important, not only like the certs don't make you a good coach, but I would not feel right coaching people on certain things if I didn't have those under my belt, you know, like, and that's the frustrating thing about, uh, coaching as a profession is that it's not super regulated. Like a lot of other professions, like I couldn't just go be a nurse at my clinic without my LPN, you know, like I can't call myself a nurse without it, but you can call yourself a coach without any certifications. And that's where I have a problem is that I knew I've had several people reach out to me and say, I want you to be my nutrition coach. And I said, I'm sorry, but I don't offer that service right now. I don't have my coaching certificate for that. I'm working on it. So I will let you know when it comes about, but I do not feel right. And they're like, well, you give such good information. Like, couldn't you help me a little bit? And I'm like, no, I I would love, yes, of course I want to make more money and grow my business, but I have to do it the right way. way. I have to do it the right way. Because with anything, if if all of a sudden one person points out, you know, she has no certifications, then all of a sudden it changes, it takes away all integrity that you have. And it, and it doesn't look good for people in my field who are trying to do good work like me. Yeah, do it the right way. So, um, it's kind of one of those things you see a lot. I mean, it's with any field. I mean, when you got, when, when the, the field is saturated with a bunch of people who don't know what they're yeah. doing, yeah, it, it makes the rest of the field look bad. And that's one of the reasons why I love having you as a coach yeah. is it's Thank one of those you. things. You're one of those coaches that care about me, care mm-hmm. about what I'm doing. It's they, they've gotten such a bad name and a bad rap because of a lot of these ones where you yeah. go to like the, the gym and they want to sell you this cookie cutter like hey this is what you need to do to look mm-hmm. like you know Sylvester Stallone and I'm like I don't want to look yeah. like him I want to look healthy for me yeah I want my health you know my my goal is Spartan races and one of the guys looks at me and he's like uh what is that <laughs> yeah and I'm like it's obstacle course <laughs> racing I need to be able to run and I need to be able to lift heavy shit and climb and climb and, and roll. roll and do all of this yeah it's functional strength and that's, I need you know, to be able to move my body through all planes of motion yes probably under load yeah. and then that's what i need i need yeah. i wanted the functional and that was what i wasn't getting from anybody else and that's you're not reasons. going to be able to carry a freaking bucket if all you're doing is curls at the gym all day yeah. i'm sorry 
and that's it. I, well, you'd be able to hold it really well, but you're not going to be able to carry that far. No. And, I mean, that was it. I mean, it really showed me, like, when I went and did the, the race down in uh, Bend not yeah. too long ago. It was a 102-pound Atlas ball. Yeah. Okay, so first off, I loved watching your video of your deadlifts because the first 17 of them, I literally was sitting and I was like, ah, oh, God, oh, no, stop, wait. And then all of a sudden, it's like, I don't know what happened. Maybe some did somebody cue you or did no, you just, just snap out of it? I just twinge that didn't feel right. And I'm like, this, I'm not doing this right. And then my- Uh-huh. Oh, your form completely changed. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And then you message me and you're like, I think I want to start lifting heavy. And I was like, good, because I think we're going to anyways. <laughs> so, I mean, there, there was a lot of that. Like I said, like the 102-pound Atlas ball. Yeah. I, without, like, being able to have normal functional strength, yes. there's nothing I can think of in the gym that someone would have taught me that. Mm-mm. If Mm-mm. it hadn't been for the fact that I've picking, been picking up Atlas balls for five years in Spartan races. Just for fun. And just, just, just for fun. fun. And the fact that I have a whole bunch downstairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, uh, there's you're no very way. sport sports specific. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And when it's like 102, crazy. but 102 pounds, yeah, that was huge. That's wild. And what's funny too is I, I don't know if you ever saw the pictures of that one. I rolled it up on my shoulder. Uh, I don't think you sent me that one. Oh yeah, I rolled That's it up crazy, on my shoulder because I was sitting there and I'm holding, and it was it was smooth. Yeah. So it didn't really have a good rough edge and to grab like, onto. Ah. And so I rolled it up onto my shoulder, and it was one of those things. Even Tatiana's like, "You never put it down once," and I'm like, "Because I knew if I put it down, I had to pick it back yeah. up." Yeah. So yep. I that's a, like when we're crushed. at the gym, when I, uh, when I'm doing the workout with people and we have a carry of any kind, people are like, how did you not drop it? I was like, I didn't want to have to pick it up off the ground, like overhead squats. Like, I don't want to snatch that barbell again. I want to, and let me just add, I love functional fitness, but some of the shit we do at CrossFit isn't necessarily functional. It's just fun. Yeah. And you guys have to realize that it's okay to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to have fun and part of it the snatch like, has zero translation to anything yeah. I do in my regular life but shit it's fun <laughs> it is but and there's a lot of things it's like the Alice ball when am I going to freaking carry it I know yeah but I mean it gives it's a different strength it's like one of those things I mean and I, you know I know I keep saying but Spartan's the only thing we've done the most together yes yes um, and I've read all three of Joe's books mm-hmm. and one of the biggest things he always says in his books you know you can't get to the gym walk outside mm-hmm. pick up a rock yeah Pick up a log. Pick something up. And that's up. one of the things I've done. I mean, I've been on hikes where I'm just like, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm getting enough out of this. And I'll pick something up mm-hmm. and just start carrying it for mm-hmm. a while. And everyone's like, why? And I'm like, I don't, because I needed something extra. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's it. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck on. I think that was a lot of things that really changed for me, especially during this pandemic where that really came out of me. Because all of a sudden I'm like, you know, I just started hitting the gym again. Yeah. When all the, everything got shut down. Yeah. And I was hitting at least three times a week, you know, and really going to it. But then it's like, I have all this stuff at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have tires. I got, I think, six tires in my backyard. Mm-hmm. You know, I have all this stuff and I'm like... You got a sledgehammer? No, that's... I need to go buy one. Okay, we got to work so, on that. I need yeah. to buy a sledgehammer. But I've got all this stuff in the backyard and I'm like, why do I need to go to the gym again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I have Try a treadmill. I have an elliptical. I have weight bench. I have punching bag. I have yeah. all this stuff. Why, why do I need to go to the gym again? Yeah. What, what do they have that I don't have at home? Oh, they have a tanning booth and mm-hmm. they have a, a massage... <laughs> chair i do love massages though i do too i I'm get one, one every on week monday. i'm getting one on monday mm. it's been like a year so it's time so i wanted to highlight real quick how important it is because you just said like well why do i even need to go to the gym and then people go well i don't really feel like i have direction well okay i can remember first off like i would walk into the gym and i would still have no idea what i was doing there's yeah. just a lot of shit available and to that me was now. my problem too so being a remote coach from my perspective i love it because i go okay what have you got Whatever you've got, we're going to work with that. And 
I think a lot of people don't understand how convenient remote coaching can be. You and I haven't gotten to the point yet where you need to send me a lot of videos. You just send me your video assessments, but I am going to be asking from you to be filming certain parts of your sessions so that I can, you know, audit for queuing and for form. And so I do that with several of my other clients is they'll videotape certain sets. So I'll say, I want to see your first set and your last set so that I can compare them. That way I can see what people's form looks like when they first start what it might have translated into when they start to get tired or just if they start and they're like, no, that doesn't quite feel right. If they cue themselves to change something, if they've heard, you know, my voice in their head telling them what to do. Um, I also videotape myself doing the movement and not just a, here's what the movement looks like, but a, I'm going to cue you through the movement and show you. So I'll talk while I'm doing it. Um, for certain things where I really want people to be where, you know, it's a, a matter of back safety and things like that, right. mostly. Well, that's what's nice, too, is everything you send me a lot of times, because there's been a couple of times where you, like, send me something, you're like, do this. And I'm like, well, what is that? Yeah. But then there's a little button that I can hit that has a video. Yeah. There's a link to a video that shows me, oh, okay, this is what she's talking yeah. about. Yeah. And, and sometimes like, it'll before, be like. But- um, you know, do it like this, but change this, you know, yeah. I'll be like, this is sort of what we're going for, but I want you to focus more on this aspect because it's specific to you. Yeah. Um, you might not necessarily, it's not that you're not able to do something necessarily, but more so that I want you to focus on something specific about that movement. And so I think that a lot of people don't realize like personalized remote coaching is the future of mm-hmm. fitness. It is. Um, I think that, There's a lot to be said about um, being able to have a plan. And you can still take that programming to the gym, obviously. And that's it. That's one thing I was going to say. It's one of the things for me when Mm -hmm. it was one of those, why do I need to go to the gym? I have a gym at home was the the fact that you're lost. Once once I'd walk in the gym, I'm like, look at all of this stuff. What do I do with it? Yeah. What do I need to do? And how is it going to translate to my goals? And then if I had, you know, at that point, because when I was going to the gym, I didn't have you as a coach yet. At that point, if I'd had you as a coach, it would be like, hey, here's my gym. Mm -hmm. This is what we have. And you would give me like, okay, when you're at the gym, this is what you need to do. Yeah. And that's the difference, I think, is a lot of times when a lot of us, like me, when I walk into the gym, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing here. Yeah. So I would find the things that I'm used to that I know how to use and do them over and over again. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of us end up with injury and everything like that because we're exactly. doing the same workout over and over again when we shouldn't be. We should be mixing and the it up reps and doing other and things. The, and the way reps. that you're doing it. Yeah. yeah. It needs so, some guidance for sure. And that's it. I think a lot of us just need that guidance. That's yep. the nice thing with the virtual is it would just be like, hey, I'm – you know, you'd give me the workout and – for me, it's one of those, you give me what I have in my gym. You yep. know what I have, what tools I have to use. Mm-hmm. If it's someone who had a gym membership, it's like, well, I'm going to the gym. Oh, yeah. Well, here's – you know what's at the gym. So oh, here's my sister. Your, my poor sweet your, sister. I love her so much. She oh, started – She started a strength cycle right before COVID hit. Mm-hmm. So she was – we had just gotten done with all of her strength balance testing. So what happens for me – and I'll be the first to admit, I am strength biased in mm-hmm. the sense that, like, I prefer my clients if they are going to go to the gym to use the free weights or use barbells or use very specific machines, but you're never going to see somebody programmed with an all machine workout, right? Like if you want to be a bodybuilder, there are coaches for that. And I would gladly refer you to them because I'm not in my element there. I don't really know what I'm doing when it comes to bodybuilding sets and scheme rep rep schemes and things like that. 
I'm, I'm very much biased to the functional fitness side of things because I coach for longevity and, you know, duration of training. So that being said, she started a strength cycle and I mean, homegirl didn't think she could back squat and she can back squat first off. Let me just say that. So two, two, my sister's horn on that one. Um, and so we had just finished. We, we spent two weeks doing strength balance testing. So what I'm doing is, um, strategically finding her maxes on all of her lifts and then looking for any type of, uh, differences on, you know, reps per side. So yeah. single leg and single arm things. And then I want to look for deficiencies on her deadlift versus her squat and on her push-ups versus her pull-ups, like things like that so that I can figure out where she's at now. Um, there are certain percentages of certain lifts that you should be at based on your height and weight. Um, so certain capacities that are like average for people. Um, and that helps you find out if someone's, you know, squat bias or deadlift bias, which would be like quad or hamstring bias. Anyways, that's just a coaching thing. So she starts it and she's like, go in. I mean, she's doing great. She's back. I think her first, she maxed out on a back squat at almost 90 pounds and she had never done that. And she came to me with a back injury. So we have gotten her to the point where she rarely has back problems. So for, for her to be confident enough to back squat and to be able to back squat that much, that was a big day for her. Then COVID hits, right? So she's like, well, now what do I do? So we've been trying to keep her strong or keep building strength on a very limited equipment budget with a couple of kettlebells and a dumbbell and it's difficult but it can be done you just have to be strategic with your volume and the types of workouts that you're doing but um i i do love when uh when my clients do have gym access and they're able to go um it gives a little bit more it's a little bit easier in the sense you don't have to be quite as creative and yeah. you can get that intensity without having to be like, can you strap these things together and do this one movement, you know? <laughs> yeah, which is one of those things like with mine. I mean, it's not a full gym, but I mean, yeah. I try and put what I have. I've got, you know, like I said, a, a weight bench and I, yeah. I do have dumbbells down there somewhere. Yeah. I just have to put them all, you know, they're <laughs> mm-hmm. the old school where you put them on and yeah, whatever, but yeah. I do have That's those somewhere. Have at the house too. But I mean, there's a few things down there. So. Dad's bugging me. Um, um, yeah. But, but, and that's so... What I want to know from your perspective, because I don't think I've ever asked you this, um, what is the thing you find the most valuable about the type of coaching that I do? Uh, it's not really the way I wanted to ask the question, but I think you get what I'm saying. I think it's the personalization. It's the fact like the big thing we keep talking about is everything else I've ever tried is cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. And you're not cookie cutter. You're mm-hmm. looking at what I'm doing. You know my injuries. You know what, you know, that I've had knee issues pretty much since high school. Mm-hmm. You know, my left shoulder will dislocate it sometimes when it feels like it. You know, I have these issues that I have and you know how to work around them. But you also know I like to run. Mm-hmm. So you work around that. You know, you work with me on that. You work with me on my stretch. You're personalized. It's not like, you know, you didn't just, you know, say, hey, here's – Here's that workout right. I gave the last 10 people that called me. Yeah. Here you go. Enjoy. If it doesn't work, eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're more personal. You, you talk about it. You're, you're straight with me. I mean, you, you tell me – you don't hold back when I tell you I'm going to go do this. And you're like, yeah, you probably shouldn't. But, yeah. you know, you, you – you work with me. Mm-hmm. You, you understand me. And, I mean, I think that's it. It's the personalization. It's just being – it's not – a lot of the ones you see now and a lot of people like them and I know a lot of people like in the endurance world and all that love the, the like the coach that's screaming and yelling at you all the time and right. I don't. Yeah. I like the coach that works with me, talks to me, makes me understand because sometimes when someone's yelling at me, I don't give a shit what mm-hmm. you're saying. 
Yeah. You know, I'm not going to follow. I'm not going to sit there and listen. I don't want to ask questions because I don't want to get yelled at anymore. Mm-hmm. With you, it's it's a conversation. It's like talking to your best friend. You know, and that's the, the coaching I get from you. It's like I can ask you something and not feel like I'm asking the stupidest question that's ever been right. asked in the world. And that's where I've gotten with other coaches where I'm doing something wrong. And I'm sure I'm doing it wrong. I know I'm doing it wrong. But I don't want to ask them how to do it correctly because I don't want to be yelled at. Yeah. And with you, I don't get that. It's pretty much, hey, you know, I can have that conversation. It's the personalization. It's just personal and it's mine. Mm-hmm. This is my workout. This is my, you know, it's not the one that, you know, the cookie cutter one you've sold everybody yeah. else. It's just that you work with me and make me to get my goals. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's got, that's the that's, best part. That is the thing. And it's yeah. worth it. Every penny is worth it yeah. to me. So, because it's getting me to where I need to be. Mm-hmm. And, and it's one of those, like we've talked about for me, it's, it's healthy. I need to be healthy again. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of value in, I don't want to say there's a lot of value in the coach that can scream at you. There's a lot of value in the coach that can push you past your physical limit safely Mm -hmm. and show you that you are capable of more without compromising your own integrity and your own self-respect because you feel like you're just being berated the whole time. Um, And I am that person. I'm the person that if you're berating me the whole time, at some point I'm just going to look at you and go, yeah, I don't want to away. work with people who like to be yelled at yeah. necessarily. And so for me, it's one of those you being nice to me and talking to me saying, hey, you can do it. You probably could talk me into any PR that I that I oh, yeah. just by talking to me and mm-hmm. making me feel like I can do it. I mean, it's one of those where if you're berating me, I'm just going to give up. No. But if you're yeah. sitting there just talking to me, I would not be surprised if all of a sudden I did things that I never thought I could mm-hmm. because you told me I could. Yeah, because I know you can. So. It's it's one thing because – and that's why I think it's really important. First off, I don't want to work with people who don't want to work on themselves. You yeah. know what I mean? Like when I sign up with people, when I do any type of consult call, I can always tell the people who are ready to jump because they trust themselves versus the people who are feeling it out because they know they want to make the change but they don't trust themselves to do it yet. And that's the final thing. You can have all the trust in me all the trust in my process, all the trust in the results I could get you. But if you don't trust yourself to execute it, then we can't work together. Not because I don't want to and not because I don't, I know I can't help you, but because you know, like you have to do it for you. And I think there's a lot of value in your coach realizing where you're at. And it's not about me expecting you to meet me where I think you should be. It's about me meeting you where you're at now, regardless of where that is and shining a light on the fact that this isn't, there's nothing wrong with where you're at and there's nothing wrong with continuing to be better. Well, I think a lot of people don't realize like the, the backstory with us too, is the fact that it's, this wasn't the first time I talked to you about this. Oh no. I've been talking to you for what, two years? Oh yeah. About coaching and doing all that all my clients i've known for at least one year or more personally So we've talked for like two years about me doing this and i just i was never there what was the thing that finally made you sign up to be one of my clients like to hire me as your coach i should say the fact that i knew it was going to be worth i i and to say that i knew it would be worth it the whole time the fact that I knew I was ready to do it. Okay. And that's one of the things I'd say I think is really hard. And you mentioned it earlier where a lot of people are like, oh, I'll do this on Monday. I'll yeah. do this on the first. I'll do that. I have found with most of my big life changes, when I planned it out, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, quitting smoking. I tried to quit repeatedly. And then all of a sudden, one day, I was just like, yeah, I'm done. Yep. And that was over four years ago. 
Yep. And I think a lot of people don't realize that, that it was just one day I literally woke up in the morning. I had two cigarettes in my pack. I smoked them both, you know, by noon. And I'm like, oh, I better go get another pack. I'll do it later. And I just never went and bought another pack of cigarettes. Yeah. And that was it. You know, and that was kind of with the fitness. All of a sudden I started eating better and then everything started getting better. And then finally I was like, I'm at a point that I need that coach. Mm -hmm. You know, I've talked to Elise about this before and, you know, you've told me repeatedly, you need to work on the diet. You need to work on this. And it was, I'd finally done everything you've been telling me for two years. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, okay, now it's time to actually step up to the plate. And that was it. It was that I wasn't ready to step up at the plate and I just never did it. So, and this was finally, I was like, okay, I've lost the weight, you know, not all of it, but I, by that time, I think by the time we started talking, I think I was about 30 pounds down. You were, and we had been working on your knee a little bit already too. So we had already established that like you saw what the process was like. And I think that the ease of the process made you trust that you could execute it even more. Yeah. And that was it. It was, a, and that's one thing that I, I really try and tell people. It wasn't that I, I didn't have faith in you mm-hmm. being able to do it. I had faith in me following. Yep. I did not have faith in myself Yeah. because I'd been telling myself, I mean, anybody who's listened to this podcast for what we're, I think in year three or four, I think so. Like yeah. That, I've been saying for years that I need to lose the weight mm-hmm. and I need to do this. And this was it. This is my time. I'm going to do it. And I never did it. It so, wasn't until this time when all of a sudden I just did it. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it was, you know, and that was kind of it. I did not have faith in myself that I would do it because I kept telling myself I was going to do it. I was going to start on this day and I was going to start doing it. And I just never did. I always had an excuse. When you reflect on all the times that we've had conversations surrounding your health, do you feel like what I told you was consistent across all those conversations? Yeah. It was like yeah. the same the same ideas every time, right? You know, I need to start being – basically, it was to be consistent. Start being consistent. Start work on my diet. Right. You're like, you know, it's never going to work because my biggest problem was I'd go to the gym and I didn't feel good afterwards. Yeah. I felt like crap yeah. because most of the time I'd go to the gym and then, oh, hey, I went to the gym, so I better, I'm hungry now, right. so I'm going to stop at McDonald's and eat a big crap. Yeah. You know, garbage It's amazing food. how much better your workouts feel mm-hmm. when you're putting good things in your body. Yeah. Mostly for me now, and it's one of those things my uh, – usually what I'll have after is I really like omelets lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been one of my I'm about to go foods. have one of those at yeah, home. It's been one of my big foods since we st- I started doing this. Yeah. Um, I have the Premier Protein that I put into my coffee every morning. Yep. So instead of having the, the Starbucks coffee, I just have Premier mm-hmm. Protein. If I do get Starbucks, it's pretty much what is it? The flat white with sugar-free. I got Starbucks. That's it. What did I get? Yeah. I got a grande coconut milk latte because I can't have dairy. And I got because I was feeling I get bougie. The almond a lot. I yeah, the almond jacks up my stomach too. Yeah. I think I, I can eat almonds okay, but the almond milk for some reason my stomach doesn't like it now. Um, I got one pump of sugar free cinnamon dolce. Yeah, I get the, the sugar free vanilla. Yeah. So I mean, it's like I've just changed my and part of it too is uh, what was it like two weeks ago? I was with my brother and I got a, my normal white chocolate yeah. peppermint mocha. Gosh, it's been and a while since you did that, though, it huh? It was so freaking sweet. Yeah. I'm like I think I'm gonna puke. Yeah, it's crazy when you finally when you go back to something that you drank all the time and you're like, oh, oh yeah. my god, it's like it's so sweet. So, so I have uh, conversations with people, and the reason I asked you the question of like, do you feel like what I told you ever changed? Is because I have conversations with people all the time. It's part of my job, especially as yeah. me trying to build my business. Like my job is a lot of conversations, which I absolutely love. And I feel like sometimes when people come back to me to ask me questions about things, they're expecting like maybe maybe I've found this magical secret of like yeah. 
how to do this, you know? And my answers are always the same. And sometimes I feel like some people are underwhelmed. They're like, oh, okay, well, that wasn't really the answer I was looking for. It's the same answer and I'm always going to be time, um, consistent with you on my answers because consistency is my favorite word. So, Well, and I think it's one of those things, too, that a lot of us, we want that special magic pill yeah. or magic whatever that all of a sudden I'm going to go from, you know, f- you know, fat to not. Yeah. And it doesn't exist. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's it does. It's just illegal, and I would never advise you to do it. (laughs) Yeah. So I mean, basically, what's going to work is consistency. Yeah. And diet. I mean, consistency with diet and workout. Yeah. That's it. I've I've had a lot of people. You know, when I posted the picture of you know the the what's your secret? They're like, oh, what's your secret? I'm like, consistency and eating food consistency being consistently eating and consistently you know exercising so and i think that that's the big reason why i that's that i don't think i know that's the big reason why i'm doing this nutrition certification is because i feel like i'm i'm under delivering on my value by not being able to feel comfortable coaching nutrition yet and like I, I feel like I'm doing my clients a disservice almost by only being able to sort of recommend things when I know that if I if I got the proper certification and education that I could confidently tell them and legally and give them a much better experience than if I just kind of half-assed it yeah. and just gave them basic stuff. Um, and so I'm really excited about that because truly people ask me, they're like, what is, what is the difference for you? Because I've been training hard for years and the game changer was my nutrition. I hired my own nutrition coach. I use my, my coach's name is Jilda and she's through Black Iron Nutrition and she's the same. I believe she's got the same certification that I'm about to get. And, um, and that's just the company that she coaches through, right? So, I mean, and, and the same thing can be said for my friend Jen at the, at the gym. Uh, she, she goes harder in the gym than anybody like she's so inspiring to me and and i really try to keep up with her like i shoot for she is my goal like i try to keep up with her all the time (laughs) excuse me and she uh she was working so hard and she felt like she was really getting nowhere and it's because she was under eating and she wasn't really choosing the right foods so when she started doing nutrition coaching and tracking her macros and like actually paying attention she found out she was under eating in fact and she just kind of knew that but wasn't tracking and you can't make you can't make evidence-based decisions on a lack of data. Like you have to collect the data to know what you can change. And so once she started tracking and actually started eating at the calorie that she should, she started making huge gains in the gym. And now she's ripped as hell, dude. She's got like a six pack. And that wasn't even her goal. She just has trained that hard for so long that once she finally checked her nutrition, those gains caught up with her. And that's how I'm getting where I am. Granted, also because I coach four nights a week and we have to clean up all of the equipment between every single class. I think that's been the big game changer and like my upper body strength is like I don't fit in a lot of my t-shirts anymore because I'm lifting crap all the time Um, and that's that is it I mean but you you have to eat enough and I cannot even stress that enough and that's that's gonna have to be a a topic for another podcast probably before the end of this year when I'm done with my cert I would love to be able to do that because I can I will freaking rant about not eating enough and that's one of the things in the beginning that I was really worried about was not eating enough yeah um, cause even when I first started Weight Watchers, I was hitting my points and I'm like, I'm not hungry. Yeah. And I still had points left. And yeah. it's like the way Weight Watchers is said, you have to eat a certain amount, mm-hmm. you know, so many points, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, you can't just like say, oh, well, I'm just going to not eat my points for the day mm-hmm. and you need to eat. So it was finding different things. So, I mean, it's one of those like, you know, finding ways to 
make sure I was eating enough. Yeah. My favorite things now, like I said, I love like fruit. Mm-hmm. I eat a lot of banana and a lot of pineapple, a lot of cantaloupe. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of fruit and like cut it up for like my lunches at work. Yeah. So I feel full, mm-hmm. but I, it's not a lot of, you know, bad. Yeah. It's a lot of fruit. So. And that's what's working for you. And that's, I think, the best part about nutrition coaching going forward is that I'm going to be able to work with a diverse amount of clients who have different nutritional needs and trying to coach people out of restriction and into understanding what their meals are composed of and that what works for one person might not work for the other. Like you, you are able to eat fruits. Somebody who's diabetic isn't going to be able to do yeah. that, but we can find a way that they can creatively hit their goals because what you want to be able to do is lose weight if that's your goal or get strong on the most amount of calories possible. You don't want to be so like a lot of people who they think that they make these awful food choices, you know, like maybe they're eating fast food all the time or they feel like they eat too much. And so they restrict and restrict and restrict. And then you binge or you choose higher calorie, not nutritionally diverse foods throughout the day. And so you're still eating lower calorie, but what you're putting in your body is crap. Yeah. And it's affecting your hormones and it's reflect- affecting your glycemic index, which is your blood sugar. And yeah. so you're you're doing yourself a disservice by not understanding what you well, could was, be putting in your body. That was the things like, you know, like I said, when I went to the doctor and I, I had the blood test, mm-hmm. even when I was at 200 pounds before, I was still high yeah. on a few things like yeah. my, my blood pr- – not my blood pressure. My cholesterol was always high yes. and my triglycerides yeah. were like – my triglycerides were through the freaking – Your triglycerides work. are part of your cholesterol, Yeah. yeah. But, and it was one of those things, like my doctor told me pretty much like this time when I came in, she's like, if your triglycerides are where they were last time, you're going on medication. I was going to have to be on medication to control them. And she was just ecstatic when I had the things. I mean, the the message she sent me was like, they're perfect. There's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with your, your test. Love your labs. This looks great. I loved when you sent me that. You sent me a screenshot of the response. That was it. I mean, it was one of those, I've, she's never. Yeah. There's always been something. Yeah. You know, and this was the first time like where not only have I lost the weight and mm-hmm. got down, my my health is the key. You know, I mean I dropped my triglycerides, I dropped my my you know, yep. cholesterol. Yep. Like everything is in the range that it should be for my age. Yep. I mean I am I'm healthy. And, and that's, that was the key. That's why I tell people just put your scale away. Throw it away. Don't look at it unless you need to. Look at different measures of progress, how you feel in your clothes, how you feel in your body, what your labs are, what your yep. measurements are, how your sleep is, how you're pooping. Poop's very important. Yeah, it is. You know, look at I those was, things as progress. And those were major issues for me last year. Yeah. I, I went to the doctor multiple times, had to have freaking the scope Yeah. To, because I was having problems yeah. with pooping. Yeah. And then now that I'm eating right, doing everything, everything's running like I'm trying trip. to trend the hashtag poop positive. <laughs> That's a good one. I haven't been working that hard on it, but like poop my positive. sister and I came up on it because I, I, she asked me something about her poop one day and I went on a rant. Of course, being a nurse and having had all the the, the digestive issues yeah. I have, I was like, people need to know about their poop, man. <laughs> and it's one of those things. That it's, a, it's, a, it's a messed up one. It is because that was one thing that I had issues with was yeah. that I was maybe – like once every week, once every two weeks. Yeah, that's bad. And then it's everything so would be, it would hurt because yes. everything's backed up. And then when it finally Because it's did, supposed it to just, come out on a daily basis. Yes. And that was it. And it's like, I told my doctor, it was hard to explain. I was just like, how did, I'm like, I have what I call constipated diarrhea. And she's yeah. like, what does that mean? I'm like, pretty I'm much constipated, I'm constipated until I poop myself. Until all of a sudden it just, 
everything yeah. like you know yeah like there was a time that i'm pretty sure i lost 10 pounds like yeah. just from you know and i know this is great that i hope you guys aren't eating while you're listening to this but right that's one thing that changed with my diet mm-hmm. when all of a sudden i changed my diet and started eating good foods and mm-hmm. healthy foods that all fixed itself yeah it's amazing it's amazing our bodies are so cool they're so cool. Yeah. And I would love to coach you through it. So if you have been not sure if you want to, yeah. just reach out to me. You can email me, beastelise at gmail.com. You can DM me on Instagram. No, I'm not going to hard sell you. Like, I'm not no. going to be like, don't talk to me unless you want to sign up. I want to help. No. I will help in whatever capacity I can. Of no. course, I want you to sign up and be a client. But like, if you've never really worked with me, I want you to know that you can trust me to actually help you before you just hop on. So, you know, let me know if you ever want to do a coaching call. Um, and like you said, I mean, for me, it was, we were talking for what, a month and a half or so I think about so, my yeah. knee issues Yeah, and you were helping me try and deal with my knee issues before mm-hmm. I even became your client. It was about six weeks where you finally pulled the trigger on paying attention to your knee. And then you messaged me and you said, so what do I got to do to, to, for you to be my coach? And I was like, well, you could start paying me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, well, tell me where to pay you and how much. You're like, sign me up. Let's do it. And and then, of course, you know, the whole world changed. Um, yeah. The way that you were doing things changed. It got a lot more in-depth all of a sudden, lots more questions, all the check-ins. So you yeah. started getting a lot more value than what you had been because I it was more of one of those things where I was just kind of giving you an idea of what yeah. you could expect. You know, yeah. helping me as a friend. And then yeah. all of a sudden it's like, hey, now I actually I want you as a coach and I'm going to pay you. And yeah. that's one of the things that for me, I'm one of those people that having a small business with BeastNet and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And I understand the idea of a small business. And yes. all your friends are like, hey, do this for me as my friend. Right. And it's like right. – I kind of need some, you know, uh, the only way I can keep doing this as your friend yes. is if you pay me exactly. or else I don't have time for this. You know yeah. what I mean? And not in a bad way, but I mean, it's like, you know, we no, have other jobs. This because, is my job yeah. and I deserve to be compensated yep. for it appropriately. Um, and it is hard sometimes to draw those boundaries with family and friends, but I think there's a lot of value in it because it shows that you value what you're able to do. Yeah. Um, and there's a and lot of value I mean, just like you wouldn't walk into, like, I would never walk into my clinic and let and work for free, you know, like I clock on. And I'm on shift and then I'm working and I'm doing my thing and then I clock off and I get paid by the hour for that. Um, it's different when you're pricing out your own services, of course, because there's there's always that little like, am I charging the right amount? And I follow a very specific mathematical equation to figure out what I'm charging. So um, that way I don't have to feel bad about, you know, am I charging the right amount? Am I charging too much? Am I charging too little? I want to make sure that I'm making enough money without it feeling like I'm just, you know charging everybody an arm and a leg. I think it might be me. Um, And then, you know, feel comfortable telling people this is what my price is, you know, because I understand the value I'm bringing for that price and I'm not ashamed of it at all because I know that I'm giving 100% and my clients are giving 100%. And so you're getting out of it what you're putting into it, you know, so... Yeah. Well, we probably should wrap this up. Yeah. I think we're close to two hours. We are, I believe. <laughs> An hour and a half, I think. Yeah, whatever. Donna Wine, but uh, he does Well, it. good thing he has great editing skills. He does, Donna, he does. you're the best. Yeah, he's <laughs> awesome. So, all right. Well, thank you for coming in. I mean, we need to do this more. I, I love talking to you about this stuff. I yeah. mean, it's one of those things for, like, like we said, we'll, we will put up links also to find Elise. Yeah. Um, very, very simple. talk to her about coaching. Um, <laughs> it's great. It's been a huge help to me. Just find me on Instagram. That's where yeah. I'm at all the time. I mean, you, you, everyone's seen the, the changes that I've gone through. And mm-hmm. I mean, I did go through a little of that before, yeah. you know, 
getting a lease, but I mean, she's also helped me even before she was my coach. Mm-hmm. She was still helping me, you know, as a friend. I've been really get me up motivated. your ass about your health for years. She has. So, <laughs> so she, she was as happy about this as I am. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, this is awesome. You, you're a great coach. Well, thank you for um, having me. And, and thank you for uh, being my client. I appreciate oh, yeah. it. And we will have to have you back soon. Yes, I would love it. All right. We'll talk to you in a bit. Bye. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook. Like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear.